Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Morning, everybody. Welcome to the Odds Couple. I don't know how many tipsters are around, uh, but stay listening wherever you might be around this wonderful country uh, called Australia, the state of Victoria, the city of Melbourne. Great to have your company every Saturday morning for the Odds Couple. I say I'm not sure where the tipsters are. Tax is 3.30 back. It's still bothering him. He's not here, the great man. So um, he's uh, still uh, recovering and we, we wish him well. We wish him well. We'll get to the bottom of it when he return, returns to air, but uh, not with us. Josh Jenkins joining us for the second half of the show. Unsure why. Needs to be questioned when he arrives on scene. Um, I'm thinking just... He's you know starting to age and get a bit rounder since he's been p- stopped playing, so he just needs that bit of extra sleep to give him some energy. Um, so we'll talk to Josh Jenkins uh, out of eight thirty, but Chris Nelson, you know it's 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 racing up in Queensland. It's a great place to race. We know that they're right in the centre of their carnival, and uh, he is the voice of racing Queensland. He is also the voice of the odds couple this morning, and I welcome him for the whole show this morning. Chris Nelson, we're up there on the sunny coast. A welcome to you. Oh, Simon, uh, great to be with you again. Second week in a row, thanks to uh, Tag sleeping in. And Tay, if it wasn't for you and me, this show wouldn't even be on air. Mate, I'm sure of it. Be history. It's... Be absolute history, pal. There's a couple of warriors in this joint, and it's you and me. <laughs> Seems that way. I had a question for uh, for JJ too regarding uh, football or the AFL from watching last night. So I'll leave that to the second half of the show. Okay, well, um, run it past me and we'll see if we give the same answer. All right. What the hell has happened to kicking for goal in the AFL? Okay, well, let's wait to hear from JJ after 8.30 on that one. <laughs> what was your answer? What was your answer? <laughs> Did they practice kicking for goal? I mean, Not enough. I, you know, I can't get too clever because, you know, I haven't played at the level. But the one thing about AFL football, and you know, I watch a lot of it, as you do too, the, the kicking for goal has just gone backwards, hasn't it? It's... Um, it's, you debate this, and it's really interesting hearing people involved in footy talk about it. You know that they, it, it's something that's um, rarely practiced these days because all these loads and you're allowed to kick so many times, and you know, that all happens while you're training, doing all your drills and where to run to. But the you know, the whole idea of the game is when actually those drills come to fruition, you've got to be able to kick the goals yeah. more often than not. Kick a goal. And and there's there's limited practice put in put into that skill of the game, which I I find quite fascinating, and, and you know yeah. they're probably saying, well that you know wears your thigh out and um, you know you're not getting any running or you're not in, you know enlarging the tank, but um, it's something that you know you don't kick enough of those, well you don't win the game no matter how big your tank is or anything else. So I, I don't know where they Correct. end up on this. I don't know. But it is. No, it's it's, it's amazing, that's... and now then add the confusion, you know, of you know, do we do we you know hook it and snap it, or yep. do we kick a drop punt, or so yep. there's there's other elements come in, and some people you know when they and we're seeing it with um with the big Carlton forward now that that 
um, yeah, you sort of think, well, he's not sure what what to do. Albeit last night, I thought he was really he was really good in that he, he went out there and he went bang and, and and really kicked with authority and and knew what he was up to. So that was good to see. It's and it's such a confidence thing as well. I mean, with with Harry, I mean, if he's he's missed a few, obviously your confidence is down. It's like a lot of sports and. I mean, I play a fair bit of golf, and I can tell you, I can get the odd shank going when I play golf, and the listeners will know all about that. And once you do one or two, mm. it's in your mind for a long time, and it's the same with shooting for goal, I'm sure of it. There's an old old saying, and, and I think it's it's relevant across the decades. You know, you, you go through a process, and, and what you don't do yep. is you don't visualise, you know, you don't um, uh, put it at the forefront of your mind... Uh, what could, what may or may not happen. You, know, you, you, you trust the process, but you know, what, what the end result is will be the end result depending on how you do that process. And um, uh, you know, so many are, are saying, oh, this has got to be a goal, this has got to be... Well, you just don't need that pressure. It's go back, eight steps, walk, run in, kick it. Um, that's what I do. Yep. Um, the, the rest will, will look after itself. But we're a racing show, I think. Um, so we probably should talk a bit. <laughs> Sports but, show. Yeah, we're actually well well put, Chris. Um, interesting, some news around uh, in the last sort of 48 hours. Um, I wanted to touch on Stephen and Jess Pateman. Now, they, they've just got 11 months, the stable, for a, for a cobalt positive. Chris, mm-hmm. that cobalt positive, <clears throat> I'll give you three guesses how many years ago it was. Or tell me the year. Was it? 2017, 19, or 2020? 17. 2017? Yep. We're in 2023. They've just dragged on. Yeah, they've just dragged on all around the country, these cobalt. Now, look, I don't know a lot about it, but I do have a good friend who's who's right across it, and uh, he, according to him, that doesn't make any difference. The amount that's in there would make no difference whatsoever. As I said, I, I don't know. But he's done a lot of research on it. But outside of whether it's it has an effect on the on the horse or not, how how can you have a twenty seventeen yeah. positive? We yeah. are now halfway through twenty twenty three. Six yeah. years have gone by. And what does that do to your business in six years? Well, correct. You know, and and how do you keep you know facing people and saying yeah no we'll be right all's good um, let's get some yeah. healings in the place. I, I, yeah. I find it staggering. And, and, and again, no one has given me an answer of why it, it, it takes that long. And, and it's just got to stop. Yeah. It has to, you know, the Danny O'Brien affair went for, you know, it went for six or seven years. It's, it's just not right. Yeah, surely it can't take that long to get a, a, a definitive decision one way or another. You know, six years, is, as I said, it just kills people's business. They can't go on. They can't have any... Um, any uh, certainty about their future while this is hanging over their head. And then as you mentioned then with uh, yearlings, whatever, who's going to buy into the stable when they don't know if it's going to be there in so many months, years? Quite right. And you know, and I feel for the stewards in all of this as well. Obviously, they're, they're hamstrung by yep. by rules and, and um, uh, testing that needs to be done in laboratories. And, you know, but, uh, you know, there just has to be, a, I think, a... You know, a, a set period of time that you're either found guilty or innocent and, and there's a, a six-month time period, full stop. And if it's not put to bed within that six months, you know, just put a line through it and we, we move on because it's 
both the authorities and the participants can't get going on like that. No, and we had a case. Uh, we had a case up here that I think dragged on for a similar amount of time, maybe not quite as long, but uh, and, and the uh, the trainer was oh, thousands and thousands of dollars out of pocket, and in the end, which is only recently, I think it got dismissed, but he's still got to pay all the fees. Mm. So you know, it's probably wrecked his business anyway. Yeah, no, and he's and there's no charge. Extraordinary stuff, and I, I think you know we'll, we'll we'll dig in a bit further, and I'll t- talk to Gareth Hall about it. Just you know, we we need to we need to sort of get an understanding of why these things take so long. What, what, are, the, what are the pitfalls that, that stretch them out the way they do? And, and let's get to the bottom of it and say, well, okay, you know, how do we get this process that's reasonable for all parties? Because it's not reasonable for any party when no. you've got to sit there under scrutiny for six years. Ridiculous. Uh, Ridiculous. Things get forgotten over six years. Mm. Well, I'd even forgotten it happened. Yeah, well, well, I sort of read it yesterday. Example. I thought, oh, it's truth. That only come to a head. Oh, when did that? Oh, twenty seventeen. Oh, hang on a sec. Wow. Wow. We. Um, there's been obviously lots of sad news around uh, racing from a, a human front of, of recent times. Um, yep. At the horse front, you know, this week, you know, Fiorente is only fifteen years old, but he's, he's no oh. longer with us. The twenty thirteen Melbourne Cup winner. Always sad when a cup winner. Departs the the uh, the earth because um you know they're such a a great part of folklore, aren't they? They are, and this one of course had a special place in uh, in Gay Waterhouse's heart because it was uh, her first Melbourne Cup winner. Uh, Damien Oliver rode on that occasion, Fiorente, and, and he was a ripper. He could uh, he could produce over a shorter distances, longer distance. He was very very versatile. So yeah, such a shame. There'll be a stunner. I'm a hundred percent sure there will be now an absolute stunning horse come out by Fiorente. He's, he's, he's had some good ones as a stay in. Watch now, there'll be something come out and win six Group Ones in in two years, and um, everyone will think, "Oh, what, what's it by? Oh, Fiorente! Yeah. I'll send." Oh no, he's dead. Yeah, that's what happens. It is. What that's happens. what happens all the time. But geez, a lovely looking horse too. But, um, who would you? Think he's going to win the jockeys' premiership in uh, in Melbourne, Chris? I just say Melbourne. I haven't even looked, Simon. I'll um, just now, sort of watching you racing. You know, who, who do you reckon? I'll just quickly go to my. Um... No, you're not allowed to. <laughs> no Google. No Google. Go uh, Google. Just, just you know, yeah. you've been watching. Well, I love right? Blake Shin. Yeah. Blake Shin. Blake Shin. I'll go with Blake Shin, and uh, I think I was hoping to see more of Blake up here during the carnival. I know he was here last week. And we tried to get him on the punters, mate, but unfortunately he was busy. But uh, I'll go to, for Blake Sheen because I love the way he rides. He just puts them in beautiful positions and he just has great hands. Well, he's in second position. Who's in first, do you reckon? Oh, now you're testing me. Okay, I give up. Jamie well, Carr. It can't be Jamie Carr, can it? Still. She is still nine wins in front of her closest wow. rival. She's been off the scene... Like it, it, it's quite an extraordinary story, and I, I again it just appealed to me. I thought, wow, how good is she? You know, we can't wait is... to have her back in the saddle, and, and we wish her well as she continues her recovery from that that nasty fall at Flemington. But she is still nine wins ahead of Blake Sheen, who's her closest rival, on fifty. Like, how far was she in front when she she took the tumble? And is there any news on when she may come back? 
Uh, good question. I, I, I haven't heard it. And um, you know, on our text machine, 0499 736 736, if you've got it, anyone's got any news on that, because I haven't heard in the last sort of probably three weeks much at all, um, seen a couple of photos of a, you know, um, mucking around with a you know, horse out in the day yard that you know, she's yep. slowly getting out and about and, and around to normality. But when she's starting to ride again, I, I, I haven't heard anything official there. So um, hopefully we'll get some news in off our, our text machine this morning. But uh, you know, I, I just found that extraordinary that you know, she, she must have, you know, like she would have been, she must have been 30 ahead. She must have been. Well, Good to see tongue. Willow in third spot too, Simon. Yeah, it is too. It is too. He's yeah. had a challenging year, so. But you expect that, don't you? You expect. Um, you expect. You know, Craig Williams. He, he's such a pro. Yeah. He, he's always there and thereabouts. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we've got a we've got a mini Craig Williams up here, uh, and he. If you speak to Ben Thompson, you think he's come straight out of the uh, the Craig Williams school of um, uh, of professionalism. And I was talking to Sammy Hyland the other week, and he said, "Well, he uh, he was apprenticed to Craig Williams' father, Ben Thompson. So that's where it comes from." Oh, okay. I'll keep an eye on. Uh, I, I sort of look. I've taken note of him, but is he he's riding that well? Is he? Ben Thompson's riding very, very well, and and has done for some time. But it's just his demeanour, his professionalism. Um, we often have him on the shows up here, and look, he's always approachable, always available. I don't think you'd meet a, a nicer guy, other than yourself, of course, Simon. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. But what we're going to do is have a bit of a break, then we'll come back. You, you've got a big day up there today, a group one yes. day, of course, the, the Queensland Oaks, the Queensland Day Stakes, the Magic Millions National Classic, uh, the Morton Cup. So it's a, it's a big day up there for, for you and uh, for Queensland Racing. It's the, the showcase of Australian racing today up there at Eagle Farm, and we'll, we'll take a, a bit of a, a keener look at it uh, after the break because Queensland is your place to race this year. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. We'll uh, head up to and have a look at the Eagle Farm fields after the break. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Yeah, welcome back to the Odds Couple. Uh, we're going to uh, touch on Queensland racing, our big Group 1 card up there. But we, we talk about winners. That's what we try and find on Saturday morning. I, I was um, I forgot to mention off the top of the show, Chris, Amanda mm-hmm. Elliott, who's an a, a avid listener of ours, every Saturday she listens. She had a winner last week, and she texted me during the show. I forgot to tell everyone. She said, I think Naval College will win today. Yes. Um, Annabelle's really confident that it'll win, and, and I forgot to tell everybody it. I need to apologise for that. Well, I'm just a terrible human Simon. being, and I actually got text during. She texted me during the show. I'll actually tell you that, and I don't like to blow my own trumpets, uh, Simon. You know that, and I'm sure there's a trumpet sound going to come up in just a moment. <laughs> but uh, that was my best bet in Sydney last Saturday, so I'm going to give you a best bet in Sydney today. Oh, good. Uh, let's but, do that uh, now. It, well, let's do it. Race six. In Sydney, one of Chris Waller's, uh, number nine, Al Abia. That's Al Abia, two words. Now, if anyone happened to catch the video of this horse's last start, or they backed it last start, they'd have their head in their hands, but he was a good thing beaten. He just could not get a crack at them until too late, and when he did, he charged home and he missed by an eyelash. Now, he's up to a, a stronger race today, but he's down in the weights. 
And he's a very, very consistent horse. I think he'll be winning. So Rose Hill, best bet, race six, number nine, Al Abir. Right out of my lane there. There you go. Um, we've, uh, we've got a winner in Sydney. Let's see what you think in the big races uh, at Eagle Farm this afternoon. Firstly, the, the, the Oaks. It, if you look at the market, it looks a race in two. Well, it was. <laughs> Until Fireburn came out, I thought it was a race in one, Simon. Uh, that's uh, another story too, Fireburn. Um, I don't know. I think so Tell me the five... Fireburn story. Update me. The fi... Yeah, well, the Fireburn story was uh, he was checked by the vets on on Thursday and they didn't like his gait. Oh, sorry, her. Get it right. right. Yeah. Her gait. So Gary Portelli said that's just the way she is. That's her action. That's how she walks. Like humans, we don't all walk the same. Uh, and he said, you can speak to my vets in, um, in Sydney and they'll tell you that that's, that's her gait when she's walking around. Uh, but the Queensland or the Curic stewards uh, didn't agree with that, so they scratched her from the race. Mm. Uh, now, Gary Portelli said yesterday morning on Friday she was as good as gold and uh, she galloped yesterday morning. CJ Graham rode her in a gallop and she felt fine. So, yeah, I just, again, I'm not a vet, so I shouldn't be passing any judgment at all, but that's, that's what happened. Okay. All right, fire burn out. So, um, uh, you, actually, you have a crack at number two. I want to see how you, if you can put a little French slant on this for, for us. Affaire à Souvre. Oh, of course you can. Is that all right? Yeah, well, that and Renaissance Woman are the, 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 um, the two fancies. Uh, Jean Baker is yeah. the trainer of Renaissance Woman, and um, he's, he's pretty confident as his uh, filly goes into the Oaks today in Queensland. No, Renee, yes. this one, she's in good order. Uh, she had a good good, good preparation. She's very good at the Sunshine Coast, and uh, she's got a good gait on Saturday, so that's definitely a help, but it's a big field, I think, uh, regardless of what gate you draw in these sort of staying races, you need a bit of luck. And uh, I know Josh Parr, he rode her on Tuesday morning at Eagle Farm, and he's got a lot of confidence. So that definitely helps. So, yeah, going in, uh, going in confident. What's the run to the first corner in the 2400 at Eagle Farm? Remind me, it's, tw- it's 2,200 metres, so yeah. about 200 metres to the winning post, and yep. then they've got, uh, then they're heading to the uh, run out of the straight. So it's not that long. So 12's a sticky barrier, isn't it? For it could be. Fair yeah, a- I'd say you'd have about 300 metres, Simon. So let's, let's see if that's bothering uh, Dave Eusis with the three year old filly. Very happy with that. I don't think the gate's too much of an issue uh, anyway there'll be there'll be a bit of pressure I suppose the concern is that there's there's a long tail to the race so um, you know Johnny might have to navigate himself around a few few coming back on there but um, he's pretty good at that and uh, that looks to be enough pressure up front anyway so she's trialled well uh, in between and, and has had a really smooth practice You've seen lots of oaks uh, up there, Chris. How do you rate this one? Do you, do you see depth in it? Oh, uh, look, as uh, as David said, there, there's it's got a long tail. There's mm. probably uh, there's probably five or six chances, but there's quite a few there. You probably don't have much chance in the race. Uh, but look, I, I thought Fireburn was immoral, and I was quite happy. Look forward to the race, but I think, as I said, there's probably five or six chances. Uh, I think uh, Presenia March, uh, one from basically down your way. Uh, has been racing in South Australia and had one run up here in the Roses behind Fireburn a couple of weeks ago. And, gee, it was a very good run, wide all the way, this uh, So You Think Philly. But, gee, she kept finding the line behind Fireburn and Renaissance Woman, and she was beaten 2.2. Uh, 
Uh, Tim Clark rides. Uh, he's a very good Group One winning uh, Group One jockey. Tim Clark. I think Presenia March at double figures is good value here. The other one I liked was a fair a Suvre. I think it'll run very well. That Adelaide win in the Australian Oaks. I mean that was very impressive. Yeah. Uh, sitting wide and then uh, and then hitting the front and looking a uh, you know well, looking a every chance to be run down, but uh, kept fighting strongly. So I think they're the main two. Uh, Renaissance Woman, well, see, I had Renaissance Woman out of it because I thought there's no one known she can turn the tables on Fireburn, but there's no Fireburn now. So she's got to be included, Renaissance Woman. And look, what is she, fourth up into this? I just thought, I thought she was going to win last start when she hit the front about 200 metres out. I thought, this is her race, and then Fireburn just went past her uh, like she was not nailed to the fence because she was off the fence, but gave her Windburn when she went past. And there's one there at a bit of a price, number eight, super chilled for Chris Waller and J-Mac. Uh, poor Gate, going to need some luck, but it's run, so her runs have been quite good. She, she puts in, she's been uh, faced with some wide trips, but she sticks to her task very well. So I think they're the main four. The Kiwi Secura girl, gee, it's a task from that wide gate. It all depends on if she can get across early. Okay, um, going to be a, an excellent race. Uh, the Oaks there this afternoon at Eagle Farm. Another one of the good races on the card is the Queensland Day Stakes. Tony Gollan's got Golden Boom. Um, it seems to be the one that uh, everyone is liking at the minute. Uh, let's see what Tony thinks of Golden Boom's chances this afternoon. The good, the good draw is the key to him. He can just step away well. He probably can just find probably the back of that sort of speed again, I'd say. Um, unless they don't want to be there, then he can take it up himself, but I think you'll see a more versatile horse like we saw at Doom and again on Saturday, and his fitness is right up to the mark now. He's absolutely spot on for the prep. Track all good for today. I see it's a, a good four and, and fine yep. weather, so everything should be in order there, Chris? Yeah, everything perfect. Two-metre rail. Look, uh, we've, we've just had two weeks of... You've hardly seen a cloud over the last two weeks. We'll probably see a few today. It is starting to turn a bit, and they're saying maybe a shower later in the day or or in the evening. So I don't think that's going to make any difference. Looking out the window now, you wouldn't think it's possible. So, uh, yeah, perfect track, perfect conditions, be another big crowd. And Tony mentioned Golden Boom there. We love Golden Boom up here. He's an absolute ripper. He's very, very promising. Uh, you just need to lift it a cog, I think, to win this race. Yeah, the other interesting runner from uh, my point of view in the Star Morton Cup, uh, set weights and penalties race, Group 2 level, is Clemenceau for the for the Hawks table. I, I I reckon they're keen to get on a bit of a roll, the, uh, the, the Hawks team. It's been a, um, a tough 12 months for them getting those, those good horses that they like to have around them. Uh, I wonder if Clemenceau can get there this afternoon. Let's hear what Michael Hawks had to say about the chances of Clemenceau. Like Saturday, he's done everything right. I can't fault him. Um, I know Wayne said about the 100 to 1 for the... Or you said about the Stradbroke. Yeah. But uh, he's got to win it to get in it. And if he doesn't win it, Gareth, he ain't in it. So no. he's got a lot of against him, but... From that point of view, but the horse is great. I can't fold him. Just got to put, honestly, put a line through last night. Yeah, they need a bit of luck going their way, don't they? The, the, the Hawksy team, I reckon, Chris. Yeah, look, this one's got a really good chance. I've definitely got Clemenceau in the top three. I could even change that to the top two. I think he's over the odds here. Uh, his fourth in the takeover target was behind Think About It, and he didn't get a lot of room there at all. And Think About It came out, of course. And one last week at Group 1 level. Uh, Ryan Maloney rides from a perfect gate. Ryan Maloney get home on a broomstick at the moment, Simon. Mm. So, yes, in with a big chance is Clemenceau. Uh, it certainly is. And Queensland is racing. The action continues, of course, this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.
sbs.com.au. Time for us to uh, head off to a news break. Uh, after the news break, we'll be back uh, with Chris Nelson and also Josh Jenkins will be joining us to talk uh, all things trots for a moment before we have a look at uh, the other cards and the markets up there in Queensland. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. What's gambling really costing you? Welcome back to uh, the Odds Couple, 26 minutes to 9 o'clock. Uh, Chris, I think Sleeping Beauty has arisen. <laughs> Which He's one? joining he us. Hey? He's arisen. He's there there arisen. you go, mate. You wipe the cream off, the ageless cream and everything. You're looking okay? <laughs> I've been up for hours. What are you talking about? Oh, what, 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 you skipped 8 to 8.30, did you? It wasn't on your clock. Oh, I just, my rates have gone up. My performance has gone up, so I'm charging a bit more. And um, the big man said, well, just turn up for half the show. So here I am. <laughs> well, let's hope the performance goes with the shorter period of time that you're on. Firstly, <laughs> uh, we went horrible in the trots last week. What are we going to do this week? I beg your pardon. Um we didn't win, so oh, yeah, we, uh, that's we didn't go great. Um, you know what I'm going to do this week? What, uh, what are you going to do, Mr. O'Donnell and Mr. Nelson? We're going to have a quaddy as our uh, as our uh, best bet, our way to play Melton tonight. Because look, let's face it: the straight up winners, the multis, uh, the exotics, they haven't been getting the job done. So let's um, let's have a quaddy at Melton tonight. Mm-hmm. I'll chuck this one on the quaddy app so you can follow along. Eighteen dollars. So. Most people can afford it. I won't say anyone, but most people can afford an $18 quaddy. Race five, leg number one. We're going to go with one, Tango Tara, two, Torrid Saint, and four, Hurricane Harley. One, mm-hmm. two, and four. Yep. Or as Chris O likes to say, two, four, one. Uh, in the second leg, I'm going to go with number one, Relentless Me, number two, Magnetic Terror, and number 11, Crime Writer. One, 11, and two. In the third leg, uh, number three, Dane Mora, one out, dollar thirty job. So should be just uh, penciling that one in. And then in the last leg, we're going to go with uh, horses four and eight, Major Grace, number four, and number eight, So What. Now that won't return heaps, but I reckon for eighteen dollars, you'll get a very, very nice run for your money there, boys. Okay, first leg one, two, and four. Second leg one, two, eleven. Third leg the three, one out. Fourth leg four and eight. Melton Boom. tonight. That's the quaddy. Josh Jenkins, good luck with it. We love it. Yeah. I, I like I like the way you're thinking. It's it, it's good stuff. Trotsvision.com.au. Every race live and free. Trotsvision.com.au. And uh, you'll get all the uh, all the trots news and vision there. And you'll get the quaddy in Melton tonight, which we need. We need. Now, so mate, Josh... If, Sorry, Chris. If, if someone wanted to, if someone wanted to cut that quaddy down from eighteen dollars to twelve dollars, and they had your selections in preferential order, they'd be able to do that. That's the reason that we do that. Oh, no, need to get defensive with me, Chris Nelson. Um, <laughs> I, I, I understand uh, why you do them, but um, as I said, hopefully you don't need to cut down an eighteen dollar quaddy because if you take one out and it, and we get one at a bit of value, that's where we're going to make the money. True. So. Um, scrape up your eighteen dollars. Go halves with someone. Just find a way to have that quaddy, and uh, hopefully we can uh, lob one because we've, it's been a little while in between drinks. Yeah, no, we'll be right. I've got a good feeling about today. I, I think you, you're on the um, um, you're on the right track, Josh. I, I like the quaddy idea, gentlemen. Stay with us um, on the other side of the break. We'll have a look at the quaddy at Flemington. Um, we'll see if anyone likes anything in Sydney. We'll go over Chris Nelson's. Best in Sydney uh, also because he's given it once and we'll 
we'll give that out again and uh, then we'll re- revisit a Queensland quaddy um, uh, after yep. the uh, after the break. But uh, Flemington coming up next. Uh, the the quaddy legs we we like love you know tags to be here for the quaddy legs, but the big man is still laid up with that back complaint, the three thirty a.m. issue. Um, but uh, we'll be pleased to get to the bottom of it. We wish him well. He was in a fair bit of pain last week um, after the 3.30am incident uh, and nothing nothing good happens after midnight. We all know that. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. What's gambling really costing you? Let's have a look at Flemington now as uh, we're 17 minutes to 9 o'clock. The Quaddy Legs race 6, 7, 8 and 9. Josh, uh, what's the market looking like? Race 6, Flemington. Yeah, soft six there, boys. But uh, here in Geelong, I don't know whether the rain's arrived in Melbourne. It's very wet in Geelong, so uh, we're only about 44 minutes in, in the car from Flemington, so just be wary, punters. Grey River, your favourite. Blake Shin takes the ride drawn beautifully. $2.90. Private Jumbo uh, for Bowie Mertens. Very consistent galloper. Does have a few convictions, though. $5. Then you've got uh, Broom King for Henry Dwyer. Save for this. Six bucks and the prodigal son at twelve dollars. Want to give a mention to Castilian as well. Dean Yendel for Patrick Payne. Paddy Payne just uh, becomes airborne through these winter months, so keep an eye on the Payne stable. Okay, a- any numbers there for the first leg? Mine are four, seven, and eight. Uh, Josh, any numbers from you? Uh, one, two, four, and seven for me, please, Simon. Chris Nelson, have you had time to um, flick into a uh, Melbourne quaddy? Nah, not really, Simon. Okay. Uh, I'll throw Any in thoughts? number. I'll throw in. I'll throw in fifteen. Yeah, Hellfire. Okay. All right, we're going to go four, seven, eight, and fifteen in the first leg of the Flemington Quaddy. Second leg, Chris. Uh, second leg, Josh. You there, Josh? Hello, He's Josh. Gone. The rain got to him. Oh no! Yeah, no, the, it was too wet, mate. He slipped over the big man. Okay, um, the, it's a the, long way. It's a long way to fall. <laughs> it's a long way to fall. <laughs> Oh, for good. me. Very good. Um, hang on, let me bring up these uh, these Flemington Flemington prices for a race uh, race seven. There we are. There we are. Um, plenty of money for Flash Feeling for Johnny Sadler and Matty Cartwright. Uh, in at about uh, five fifty at the moment. Uh, joint favourite mm. with Silent Sorrente, and they're really the two that are outstanding in the in the market. Number 18, Royal Hard Hat is the other one that uh, there is a little bit of a money for. So our, our quaddy numbers in the second leg are 10, 15, uh, and 18. 10, 15, 18 in the second leg for that quaddy. Josh, any numbers now? You're back with us. Do you want to add to that? Uh, 6, 7, 10, <clears throat> 14, 15. That's the way I'm playing nice and wide, boys. I know. Okay. And uh, any, any thoughts from you, Chris? Well, Sammy Highland yesterday when I saw him in the uh, studio was very, very confident, number 10, flash feeling. He was all over it. So I'm leaving that one in. Okay. And I'm leaving 18 in, so we've gone very wide in the second leg. Third leg, Josh, race eight. Yeah, it's our time. Finally found the winner's post at its most recent start. John McNeil. Rides 460. Jimmy the Bear, he makes the winter months his own as well. We know he went on a bit of a winning streak last year. 550. Harry Coffey off a treble in uh, town last weekend. King Magnus at 750. Crosshaven at 8. So a few veterans going around here. 
Frankie Pino, we know he loves uh, the uh, cut in the ground as well at nine bucks. Uh, my numbers here quickly, Scoop. Three, yep. six, and seven. Any to add, Chris? Bullfish, number 11, uh, was nominated to run up here. Actually, was accepted to run up here. They've decided to stay there unless this horse is scratched. I haven't checked the scratchings. Uh, not without some fluker's chance. Okay, three, six, 11. seven, eleven in our third leg and the final leg, Josh. It is uh, number two, Trey Porty from a wide alley. Might be the place to be over the eleven hundred at Flemington at the end of the day. Four dollars sixty. Sengala at seven dollars. Zion at eight for Nick Ryan, a last start winner. The Hass at eight, and no drama. Ten dollars for Lindsay Smith, also drawn out to the outside as well. My numbers two. 12, 14. 2, 12, 14. Anything? Chris? Senegalia, number 15. Good gate. Nice stable. Ready to win. Okay. Our Melbourne Quaddy for the odds couple this afternoon. First leg, 4, 7, 8 and 15. The second leg, 6, 7, 10, 14, 15, 18. Third leg, 3, 6, 7 and 11. And the final leg, 2, 12, 14 and 15. All up on our socials. And we um, we uh, hope we're we're somewhere near it that Flemington Quaddy this afternoon. We're going to take a break. On the other side, we come back and we have a look at the Quaddy up there at Brisbane Group One Day. It's Queensland Oaks Day. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. What's gambling really costing you? Yeah, Queensland Quaddy time. Uh, thanks to Werribee Isuzu Ute, they make buying cars easy. Werribee Isuzu Ute, upgrade your old Ute. Into a D-Max now. They are paying top dollar for trading. So good team down there at Werribee. So go down and say g'day when you can. You'll get a ripping deal at Werribee Izuzu. Uh, okay, gentlemen. Uh, Chris, uh, your time to shine here. Let's have a look at the market for race six. Josh, up there at Eagle Farm. Let's do it, Simon. Now, uh, this is um, an interesting race. Brigantine... Uh, has had some support. But military experts, still your favourite, over 1,500 metres. J-Mac takes the ride. That always draws plenty of market support. So 360 about military expert. Brigantine, 460. Munimek, horse that just never needs a rest, $9. And Skyman at 11 bucks. Chris Nelson. Yeah, 10 for me, guys. Uh, Brigantine. Now, I know that he uh, he had to win that race last start. He was pitchforked in, even with 59 kilos in a Class 3. He got the job done. I think he's a better horse over further, and he gets further here, and down he goes to 54 kilos. And, look, that win might have done a bit for his confidence as well. So I'm going to go with Brigantine. I'll throw in one Skyman. Uh, he always runs a good race, Skyman. Mightn't look good numerically, but he always runs a good race. Uh, three military expert, the reasons they're uh, well in the market, third up from a break, comes out of some decent races, certainly last start. And uh, I'll throw it. No, I won't. I'll leave character out. I'll just go 10-1-3 and three in the first leg. Okay, 10-1-3 and three in the first leg. He's, he's done it again. Josh, we're on the 10-1-3 and yeah. three and not the 1-3-10. and 10. <laughs> He has, but uh, we know why, and we, actually, we love why he does that. He's uh, a very yeah. professional operator. But let's look at race seven, the Star Morton Cup. We'll let Tags Mexico, know that. Again, James McDonald, $2.80. <laughs> well, we've gone from unprofessional to professional. Prince of Boom, $3.80 uh, for Mr. Heathcote. Number 10, far too easy. It's been six fifty out to 7. Clemenceau, I've heard about from Gareth Hall all week. Seriously, unbelievable. It's as if the horse has already won. Ryan Maloney takes the ride, 9 into 8. And baller for Tony Gollan at 13. 
Yeah, he's got a very good chance, Clemenceau. I agree with Gareth. I've got him in uh, the top three. I'm going to put four Quantico on top. Anyone that backed him at uh, Scone is probably still in tears. He should have won that Hortensia behind Athelric. He just couldn't get out until too late. Was beating, a mo- uh, beating an eyelash. He was a good thing beating there. J-Mac jumps on. I think he'll make amends. Two, Prince of Boom. He'll give a really good sight here. Just all depends on how much pressure gets put on him early. And then, as I mentioned, number 11, Clemens. So everything maps beautifully, lines up beautifully for him. He's got a great chance. And I agree, he's over the odds. 4-2 and 11. 4-2 and 11 in the second leg. Uh Third leg, talking to yeah, Oaks. Yeah, Channel 7, Queensland Oaks. The we B. lose the favourite, Fireburn. Of course, uh, 23 cents of deductions there. Lame, bad gate, a bit like you, Josh. Bad gate. And a bad yeah, gate, bad too. Yeah, bad gate, bad gate. Uh, Renaissance Woman, $3.70. A fair love, that'll do, $4.50. <laughs> three from three. <laughs> At its past three runs. Who'd done all that, seriously? Presenia March. At $8.50. This also opened $18. Now, of course, there's been some uh, money come out of the market, but plenty of money for Presenium Arch for Bussett and Young. This horse is on an upward spiral, the uh, daughter of So You Think. Sakura Girl, the Kiwi at nine fifty. Chris O. Well, if you like the Fireburn form, then you've got to go with either Renaissance Woman or Presenium Arch. And I did like the Fireburn form, so it's Presenium Arch for me. I thought she was really good in the roses. She was wide all the way, yet she was the one finishing off uh, strongly. So the trip won't worry her, and she gets Timmy Clark. So Presenia March on top 12. Uh, two affair to Suvray was very good in the Oaks there in uh, at Morfordville, wide and fought on strongly. Three Renaissance woman, and I'll throw in the eight super chilled at a bit of a price. 12, 2, 3, and 8. The, um, your toppy there, that being up for so long doesn't worry you, and not winning a race this prep doesn't worry you? No, not really. Um, they wouldn't be. Well, he's been up that long. It's only start number six, Simon. Yeah. So nine eight um, five no. five four. I wouldn't think that's you know. I'm, I'm not. I'm not getting too warm on that. Well, improved with every run, really. Nine eight five five evened out there. Then the four ready for a one. <laughs> okay, so it's got to jump three spots in one day. It hasn't been able and to that do that once done. during its campaign. <laughs> well, today's the day. Well, well, okay. I'm taking you on now. I'm not putting the twelve in my quaddy. By memory, I think you were taking me on with Kovalika in a similar yeah, Okay, let's uh, move on. Last leg, last final leg, final leg. Let's move on, move on. <laughs> uh, I'm happy for you two just to go at it, um, because mainly because I'm scolding my hand on a long black. Jeepers, creepers. Uh, number oh, two, tough life. Um, number two, jeez, I think I've done a mischief here. A golden boom, $3.40. <laughs> Red card, oh, the left hand's burnt to a cinder here, boys. Red card at $3.60. James McDonald rides for James Cummings. And written in code could be the horse on the way up. Only had two runs, a win, and a second $5.50 as I go for the uh, cold water. <laughs> written in code's the one for me. A filly by I Am Invincible, trained by Annabelle Neesham. Dominant winning at Newcastle on debut against the Tempo. Very good win. Went to the listed race at Scone. Ran second to Red Card, who's engaged here. I love the extra 100 metres and the freshen up, I think, can turn the table. So 18 red card, eighteen written in code, 12 red card, uh, 10 Ekaterina. Absolutely outstanding sectional to win at Doombin. Just comes back in distance, though. And two Golden Boom. We love Golden Boom. He'll get a good run and every chance. 18, 12, 10, and 2. 18, 12, 10, and 2 in the final leg. So Chris Nelson's Queensland Quaddy. First leg, 10, 1, and 3. Second leg, 4, 2, and 11. Third league, 12, 2, 3, and 8. And the final league, 18, 12, 10, and 2. You've got a best bet uh, around the country, Chris. Are you sticking with your 
Sydney bet? No, it goes uh, Eagle Farm race seven, number four, Quantico, the win. Eagle Farm value, race nine, number 18, each way all day, written in code. And yes, that one at uh, Rose Hill, race nine, number six, Al Abia. Hey, uh, coffee man, you got the best of the day? <laughs> uh, my best bet is third degree burns on the left hand. Race <laughs> nine, number 12, Rose Hill, king of the castle. Something you are right now, Simon, because you're the only one in the studio. Yeah, certainly am. Uh, Josh, thanks for that. Chris, great uh, day from you and enjoy the Queensland Oaks up there this afternoon. Thanks for your help this morning. Up next on SEN 1116's Off the Bench with Hutchie and Pickers, of course. They're live from The View, Melbourne, while Winners with Gareth Hall is on SEN Track. We look forward to your company. I'm not sure who's going to be on the team next Saturday. Oh, Chris O will be. He's always oh, there. He's always well. reliable. Beautiful bit of work. Who knows where Josh will be?